in really what you guys were able to do on Monday night yet? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I think uh, we all kind of realized it right after the game when, you know, everybody was just so, uh, you know, excited and talking about, you know, how they haven't seen anything like that you know, in a while. So um, it, it kind of has, yeah. Atlanta, I think, I think you guys have five games left. You have a two-game lead. Obviously, nothing's done yet, but going to Baylor with kind of a cushion, are you guys maybe allowed to play a little bit more freely in your minds and maybe not have that pressure of knowing that you absolutely have to win? Um, a little bit. You know, yeah, I, I would say so. I think we do understand that this is a game that um, we we do we would like to win. Um, obviously, um, with the way the Big 12 is, there's so many uh, good teams that anybody can make a, a late push, and we don't want to open any doors for that. So, um, you know, Saturday is a big game for us, and, and I think we are going down there with a free mind, but also taking it very seriously. Coach Drew said that, that Motley actually got more touches in the second half against you guys the first time than he did in the first half. And obviously you held him to two points. Remember what worked, what did, what you guys did well? Um, you know, just try to make sure that he didn't catch it, uh, you know, in areas that are easy to make quick moves and score. And the other thing that we kind of emphasized at halftime was, um, you know, especially with me trying to do my best to avoid fouls, when he does catch it maybe outside of uh, the area, um, the guards helping down and, you know, just digging and just showing that they're around kind of just makes them hesitate enough to uh, <laughs> discourage some things. So, um, you know, just being in strong help, playing team defense and making it less of, you know, one-on-one -on -one situations is definitely uh, helpful. And I think that we did a better job at that in the second half. Where does, I mean, not to rank him in the top five, but where, is Motley one of the better big guys you've gone against? I think um, he is in the in the fact that I mean he when, when he does get a one on one situation um, and he makes an initial move a lot of times I'm able to uh, stop the initial move but with him he's very good at keeping um, his pivot foot and finding a way to get a shot off um, which is tough I mean especially um, you know for myself uh, and if you're trying to avoid fouls and stuff if there's a guy who can continue to keep his pivot foot or keep you know, a, a move alive and get to a shot. I mean, that's definitely difficult to guard. So I would say he's up there as far as, uh, you know, guarding a, another big one-on-one. -on -one. He definitely, um, you know, has a lot of stuff he can pull from uh, and get to the basket. Is that the kind of thing Perry Ellis did well in playing against him in practice help with that kind of thing? Yeah, and, and Perry was, you know, he had really quick first moves and, and uh, you know, initial moves I think with Motley he's because of his length and his size um, you know if you if if I'm still there and you know in good position he's still able to sometimes get a shot off um, so you know it's it's a, a different kind of one-on-one uh, -on -one situation but I, Perry definitely you know has helped me with a lot of different defensive things. What, what kind of impact has, has you having to have that awareness of foul trouble had on your game and what you've been able to do, it obviously hasn't killed you too much, but has it changed the way you play or how you can yeah, play or anything it's, like that? It's changed a lot. I mean, not all f for the, you know, not all bad things. I mean, it definitely has helped me uh, um, prepare for games where, you know, I might be in early foul trouble and now I know a little bit better of how to play. Um, but just the way the way I like to play and, and um, especially um, – 
kind of before the ball is entered, um, I like to, you know, make sure that my man doesn't catch it in good positions and use my body and stuff. And, and when I have the refs constantly telling me, you know, ease up and stuff, um, that's such a something that I really, uh, you know, have to be aware of so I don't pick up any cheap fouls. And, and so I've, I've had to change that um, and, you know, pick and choose when I go after balls, offensive rebounds and stuff so I don't pick up any uh, fouls like that because you're going to get fouls throughout the game. You just got to eliminate um, any silly ones that don't really do anything for the team. Yeah, with, with that kind of pressure on you to, to have to stay out of foul trouble, you feel like you've done a pretty good job of kind of navigating those waters? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done okay. I think, you know, I can improve in some areas and, you know, I still got to make sure that I keep my mindset to uh, still um, be physical and stuff and, and just be smart about when I am. Um, it's just all a learning process, though, and the fact that it's kind of happened earlier, you know, on in the season, about halfway through, gives me a lot of time before, um, like, the tournament to, uh, to get better at it. Whether it was like guarding the guy inbounding the ball or trapping him in the corner, it seemed like you had a lot of influence on that when you guys went to the full court pressure. Do you, do you ever remember being in the middle of this stuff that much before? Um, outside of practice, no. I mean, and in practice, um, we've we've done it a couple times, maybe two or three times, where we just all out press like that just to just to try it out. And in those few times, I I did get on the ball. And uh, and do that, and I never thought it would happen in the game. Um, and I think you know, even coaches had uh, he he tried out the five you know guards at first before uh, I think Sfee fouled out, and then he went to me. And uh, at that point in time, you know, I just asked to be on the ball because that's where I was comfortable at. I felt like I could create some uh, bad passes, and you know, the guys behind the traps did a great job at cutting out those passing lanes and getting some steals. What do you do? Just get as wide with your arms or trace the ball? Yeah, you, you do, and then you really, the key is just to try to make the inbounder throw it to the corner. So discourage as many other passes as possible, get him to throw it you know, to the corner, and then trap that. I mean, West Virginia does a great job at doing that defensively, so you know we got a chance to kind of take some notes from them and uh, use it you know, against them. How did you become so consistent with double-double, I mean with rebounds and double figures earlier in the year? You weren't. You were in kind of a little slump, or whatever. Yeah. When you were hurt, how did you do it, and how gratifying has your season been? Um, you know, as you guys know, I take a lot of pride in rebounding, and early on in the season, there's a you know a, a lot of things that played into it. I think that um, I, I was overthinking things, and and really felt like, you know, you know, what can I change? What can I do? And then I talked to you know, I think it was my dad, and we, you know, he was just like. Uh, you'll go through slumps as a rebounder, just like maybe a shooter might go through a slump. There, there might be a slump rebound and balls might not come your way. Um, other things might play into factor with it. And I think that, you know, that's kind of where I was at. And, and, and since then, I, I think the, the UNLV game helped a lot to have the 12 rebounds and kind of get, you know, confidence going. And then after that, I went to uh, TCU and had 17. And, and I, was, I felt like I was able to, you know, kind of get back on track. And there's still going to be games where, uh, the ball doesn't bounce my way. I've had a couple uh, poor rebounding games, but uh, majority of the time I'll be able to, you know, get to double digits. How often have you gone to your dad for advice on on the court stuff, and, and how often has he helped you out, like you just mentioned? Uh, all the time. I mean, he's uh, gone through it all from every perspective, um, player, coach. Um, so he he understands, you know, what I'm going through, and understands he always has the right things to say and. 
understands me as a player because he's been following me, you know, my whole life and and knows what I do well and knows how I can help the team. So, um, you know, I, I look to him for a lot of things and a lot of advice, and he definitely helped me out um, along with, you know, my mom and a lot of other people I was close with early on in the season just to, you know, stick with him. Landon, have you ever been, able, um, been on a team that's been able to overcome as many double-digit deficits as you guys have this year? And when, what, what's causing all that? Um, I, I haven't necessarily and I don't know if it's a good thing um, that we're getting down but it's a great thing that we're showing uh, that we can fight back in, in those situations and and um, at, at the end of the day you know we, we want to win and that's 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 the goal um, and we're thinking long term and using every game as a learning process I mean uh, when you come to a school like Kansas the the, the tournament obviously big 12 um, you know the the League race is important, and it's something we take pride in. But you know, when you go to a big school, the March Madness is really you know what you're playing for. Um, and so, if we can just learn from these games, um, you know, and take something from it, that's great. So, you know, it's stressful, and it's not ideally what we would want. You know, I think uh, it would be nice to you know get a couple easy wins, but it's also really good for us to uh, you know have these learning processes and show that we can come back from you know big uh, deficits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we could play that way throughout the whole game, it would be great. I, I think it's it's um, uh, obviously focus goes up um, and and just experience and um, you know a lot of guys play a lot of minutes. So guys like Frank and Devonte and all those guards. Uh, you know, when you're playing that many minutes, it might be hard to do that for the whole game. But we understand that when it's the last couple minutes, no matter how long, you could have played 40 minutes. Um, if it's overtime or whatever it is, you need to, uh, you know, pull it together and and, uh, and play hard for those last couple minutes. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, throughout the game, you're playing a lot of minutes. And then at the end, you just realize, like, OK, you know, it's only a couple minutes. Just get it together. And uh, you know, worry about the fatigue another time. Landon, after the game, talking to me, you're about the calmest person in Allen Fieldhouse. Did you go home and watch the, you know, the game again, or at least the ending, and did you get kind of juiced up after you did? Yeah, I, I watched the uh, I watched the game the next day, um, and watched the ending, and and it was exciting. I always it's it's weird watching back the games. I, I feel like more emotions and nervous and stuff, you know, even knowing the outcome than I do in the game. I think I've just been a part of, you know, so many games and stuff. And it just, you just try to take it play by play um, and just worry about winning in the moment that, uh, you know, it's not really until after and you watch it back that you really see, you know, just how many emotional swings there were uh, throughout the ending of that game. Okay, one more guy. When do you uh, finish your academics? What's your status on all that? Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll finish that um, next year. It's all online, so I'll just finish it afterwards. Is that an MBA? Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks,